So welcome back to a new series of the Drill to Detail podcast, the show about the world of big data analytics and data warehousing, and I'm your host, Mark Rittman. So for this first show of the new series, I'm pleased to be joined by someone who I've known for about as long as I worked with Oracle Technology, back in the days of Warehouse Builder, back in the t- 2000s, and Oracle ATI, right through to big data and cloud today. My special guest, therefore, is Jean-Pierre Dykes from Oracle. Welcome to the show, and it's great to speak to you again. Yeah, it's great, Mark. It's always fun to uh, to talk to you, and uh, happy to be on the podcast. So Jean-Pierre, just, or JP is where you'll call you actually, um, tell us a bit about kind of how you got into the world of Oracle, what you, uh, the products I suppose you involved in first of all, just to sort of set the scene really for everybody to give you an idea of how you came into this and, uh, and, and your kind of route into this. Yeah, as, as you mentioned, I've been around Oracle for a while now. Um, we, we shall refrain from saying how long. Um, but, but most of my life, and, and I guess that's where we always intersect, is in, in the whole data analytics, data warehousing, housing world, and, and things like that. And like in the uh, 2010 area, uh, I, I was part of the database product management team for parallel execution. And, and we started looking at, at this whole emerging, uh, God, I can't believe I'm saying that, Hadoop market. Um, we're looking at that and, and how does that work? And so... As of, of that time, we at Oracle started looking at Hadoop, and, and I particularly uh, landed in the product management spot for some of our big data uh, products. Initially, big data appliance, um, and, and that essentially is, is what ventured into what I do today, which is product management for some of our big data platform products and services. So big data cloud service, big data appliance, sideways involved with big data SQL, things like that. So that's kind of... Mm where I hang out these days. Okay, so so the reason I want to speak to you, apart from the fact that I've known you for, for, for a long, long time, and you know, you involved with, with Warehouse Builder back in the day, and, and, and the database, and as you say, through to the BDA and so on, is um, I think particularly for you, you know, you've got a good perspective on, um, I suppose, data warehousing, and, and where it's come from with Oracle, and where it's going to, and the Hadoop world, and big data, and particularly kind of Oracle's take on, on Hadoop, and where it can complement, I guess, um, sort of the data warehouse. And I want to talk to you really in this in this episode about, um, I suppose, kind of Oracle's big data strategy, um, but also a theory of mine that, that both data warehousing and big data, as they converge into the cloud, and as they become sort of like services that are elastic and so on, um, you know, they're, they're, in a way they're becoming sort of very similar. And you could argue um, that those worlds are kind of combining a lot more than perhaps I thought they were going to do a few, a few years ago. And I'd be interested to get your views on that, really. Um, but let's start off really, first of all, with, with kind of the, the area you're responsible for. So you kind of said you, you it was the BDA, first of all, Big Data Appliance, first of all, but now your role is kind of slightly wider. Um, tell us about the role you do there um, with Big Data in Oracle. And, and I suppose in a way, what's Oracle's and what's your strategy um, around the current range of sort of Big Data products? You know, what, what kind of market are you trying to address and what kind of customer are you looking to serve at the moment? Yeah, makes sense. Um, and and just just to to kind of funnel it down, right? And at at the end of the day, um, let's put it in context. Oracle, from a big data perspective and analytics perspective, obviously has a wide range of products to to look at. And 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 we're really going to focus on like some of the, the the cloud services, the BDA, the Hadoop platform, and um, like. I I don't think <laughs> people have missed the uh, Oracle went to the cloud part. So the kept role it quiet though, kept it quiet. <laughs> yeah, I <don't> know. <laughs> like like the role changed very dramatically when when we really switched from the um, okay on premise engineered systems. We really started focusing on on the cloud services and um, like the BDA is still a, an, an anchor product, right? It 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 still and and I think will be serving 
an important market, which is people running things on premise. They they buy their infrastructure, they manage it, um, and and I think that that's continuing. And and we and certainly I, from a product management perspective, spent quite a bit of time on on BDA and and looking at the hardware platform and looking where we're going and discussing GPUs and and analytics and and things like that. So I think. I don't think that's going away, right? Let's let's just be frank about that. Um, the cloud completely changes many of these things, including hardware platforms and 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 pillars. And so the the strategy around this is how do we enable a customer at their pace to run their big data infrastructure effectively and efficiently, right? That that that's the that's the goal we're trying to get to here. Is is if you would like to buy something. Um, yeah, sounds good to us, right? We have a really good solution. We can package up the entire kind of stack in a in an almost cloud-like fashion, where you check a bunch of boxes um, and you install a Hadoop cluster, right? It's it's almost like provisioning, just just with a few different steps. And so we're we're really focusing on on that platform as well as then making sure we can, like I said, put this into cloud either on-prem which of course is the cloud machine strategy or the cloud at customer strategy Oracle does. Uh, and so we've, we've, we did announce and, and are shipping something called Big Data Cloud Machine, which, which replicates kind of the, it, it's kind of the middle thing between the on, on, on-prem appliance and then the full cloud service with elasticity and, and scale out and, and all of that good stuff. And so we're really trying to build a platform where we don't force a customer into, oh, but you have to go to cloud. That's the only thing we have. Right, we're really trying to optimize these platforms, and and go at the pace a customer wants to go. So that that's really, I think, a big of a, a big strategic differentiator. And and yes, you hear lots about cloud, 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 and and obviously that's where everything's going. And I think we'll we'll chat some more about that. But it's it's I think Oracle's big differentiator is, if you would like to run optimized uh, Cloudera or other distribution in in the in, in the cloud side, right. We, we we offer that to you and, and, and you have full control over how and when you want to move the cloud and, and where you want to run things on-prem. So I think that's that's really a big, big kind of thing. Okay, so let, let's take a step back then. So there's quite a few kind of terms in there that maybe one or two people wouldn't know, BDA and, and so on. It'd be, it'd be interesting to kind of take a step back a little bit in history really and to think about, I suppose, why the BDA came about and the strategy there was around the connectors and so on. I, mem- I remember being at... Um, I think it was a hot sauce event a few years ago when the connectors were being kind of talked about. I think it was Dan McClary of people actually who was uh, who, who was kind of talking about them. There's a presentation that was quite vague about some futures and so on. Um, um, and then there was a BDA as well. I mean, look at the BDA first of all. So the big data appliance. Just describe what that is first of all, JP. And then I suppose what what I'm interested in is why Oracle went into the hardware market really at that point. And and you know it was that was an interesting sort of move at the time really. Mm-hmm. I, it was right and. Um, so let's let, let's go to what's a BDA. So BDA or big data appliance, and I think we're we're about to do like the X7s. Um, is is an is an engineered system. Think Exadata, Exalogic, um, Supercluster, stuff like that. Where what we try to do, or, or what we do, is look at the software, the workloads, and 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 essentially what we think people are going to do with this system. And, and cover 80-90% of that with a turnkey solution. So it's not like a reference architecture. It's really, we look at the hardware, we, we put it together, we, we benchmark and test it, we then optimize layouts and things like that. And so it is, 
like a Cloudera in a box um, system. And and just to be clear on that as well, it, it, it comes with a full Cloudera distribution and only the full Cloudera distribution. And so, so that's kind of what it is. And, and, it, and it runs the full enterprise data hub stack and, and you can run Impala on it and you can run Hive on it and you can do Spark on it and, and everything um, that we all love and, and, and like about the Hadoop stack. Now, you were asking how did it come about and, and why did we go into the hardware? And the reason I asked that is because I remember, I remember going in on, on, on some pitches you know, before when, when we, I was consulting in that area and, and mm-hmm. th- there was this perception with customers that they could do Hadoop on the cheap, cheap hardware and, and you end up getting into an argument with the kind of the IT department about this hardware, that hardware and so on. It was an unusual move for you guys to make, but I suppose in a way it is a reflection of some of the stuff you've done with Exadata with the hardware balanced on, on, on there. I, I think that is it, right? We rightfully or wrongfully so I doesn't I mean it's it's I'll, I'll, I'll give you my opinion on that as well but um, we looked at it and 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 said hey this exadata thing is actually highly interesting because rather than having indeed those discussions with with IT departments on which HCA or HBA or how many this and how many that and 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 what's a balance system and, and all of that good stuff it's like here is one, and it works really, really well for, let's just say, 80 or 90% of, of all your workloads. And that worked really well on a mature database platform because people had for years struggled with, with optimizing their systems and, and tuning and figuring this out. And, and, and often the hardware caused a problem because it was unbalanced, it didn't have enough network bandwidth for CPU power, blah, 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 right? All that good stuff. And so we, we looked at this and thought like, you know what, massively parallel computing, like large number of, of nodes, all working in unison. Hmm. How about we kind of apply the lessons we learned from the exadata space and, and the database appliance space and, and kind of go there and say like, rather than that, we all go that for the next 10 years, try to figure out what hardware should look like. Let's figure it out, right? Put the system on there, optimize it and go, ta-da, here you go. And that, that was really the thought of it. It was the... Uh, and I think you alluded to it, it was the lessons learned on complex data processing machinery and Hadoop's looked and smelled and still does uh, essentially the same. So we thought, eh, no brainer, obviously this will work. <laughs> and, and and I think the, the lesson we learned after like a year and a half was mm, we might be a little bit early for the market because uh, right, right, people were, were going there, right? People were like, like, what are you talking about appliance? Like, this, this is like self-healing and amazing and wonderful and magic and any pizza box can run it. So we can do this. Um, and I, I think it has come around and uh, people do whatever, six, seven years in, start to appreciate the, oh, you mean I don't have to think about any of this? You guys have kind of like put the roles on the right servers and you kind of optimize it so that I can have fewer nodes potentially, but still have the, the good throughput and whatnot, right? People start to go like, yeah, I really don't want to do this by myself. And and yeah, it's really cool that I could, but I have no interest, right? I want to just load my data and start analyzing stuff or, or doing what I need to do. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's from my experience was it, it sold well to a certain category of customer. So, so those that would do big deals with you and would do would buy data machines and would have these big kind of like uh, ULAs with Oracle. Uh, the big D- BDA was was fantastic, and I mean, certainly the project that I worked on at the time, I remember working on it, and and it was fantastic. And particularly the Mammoth utility, I remember that was 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 kind of very useful, obviously in doing the updates and so on. Um, but I guess it obviously meant that you guys you only played in a certain space. You know, you were certainly um, it was. An ex- I mean, the BDA BDA is going to be an expensive piece of kit, obviously, with everything else. So, I mean, did you find, I mean, in a way, did it preclude you from certain markets or did was always the intention for Oracle to sell into a particular kind of part of the market, the enterprise market and so on? Well, I mean, whether it's intentional or not, I mean, A, a there's a perception, um, shall we call it a perception problem, um, that, that if it's an Oracle engineered system, it must be uh, beautiful and amazing, but also... Uh, expensive and, and and that good stuff. So, I, I think the perception didn't help, right? And and certainly initially, and um, there there was quite a few studies and and things done where people go like, yeah, it's it's it it may sound expensive, but if you put everything in a three year TCO or a four year TCO and the Cloudera cost is included and 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 all of that stuff, oh, it's not right. It's it's not like crazy or or whatever. Um, like generally speaking. I think the 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 target market. I don't think the, the the target market of a BDA was the enterprise customer, right? It it is not um, potentially, and, and we had a discussion with somebody on Twitter about this. It is not the software development shop that that by chance like um, uh, does car sharing, right, or or whatever. And if if you have an army of developers and you go into the open source like completely, and you go like, I'm going to manage this and maintain this. I'm going to contribute. I'm going to do all sorts of things like that. A BDA is probably not where you go. But if you're a commercial company, you're a bank, you're, you're a communications company, you're whatever you are, right? Uh, this becomes very appealing because it's it's a turnkey solution that gets you going much, much faster. And and I think that was the market we aimed it at. Um, we were just a little early, and I think the market is now really kind of gearing up to us. No, no, this this this, this makes sense, right? And and it is commercial customers. Um, it is Oracle's enterprise market, right? Which um, in the cloud is actually changing, but on prem is still like the Fortune five hundred thousand, whatever whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's easy to and it's easy to forget. I mean, I, I tend to work mostly in, in what you'd call kind of startup world at the moment, where it would be AWS or, or, or Google Cloud would be the obvious kind of choice there. But it's very different sort of world, and you know, you sometimes it's easy to forget that that um, you know, government, uh, large companies, and so on. You know, when they buy these, when they buy, for example, in a Hadoop environment, then it's a completely different set of kind of things they're buying for, a completely different set of objectives, and. I mean, I was a big fan of the BDA at the time, and I think it worked well. And and I guess the only thing really w- was uh, was 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 the it precluded itself from the startup world. And there's a certain buzz around that world that, that, that was there, but I mm-hmm. mean, certainly for what it was, it was it w- it was good. And I think that I mean, on that point as well. I mean, it, it, there was so there were the connectors as well. I mean, I'd be interested to understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, were you around at the time when the decisions were made about? I mean, yeah. to, whether to, I mean, obviously the big, the, the big, the big worry I'd have thought within Oracle with Hadoop is is that it cannibalizes the market rather than it being it, rather than it being sort of complementary, um, and and it must have been quite a lot of kind of like discussions internally. You know, do we do this? Do we build things like connectors and so on? I mean, so the thinking process behind all the stuff that went along with the with the connectors and the big data SQL and so on. You know, what was that? What was that really about? Was that to complement the database or was it there to take over from that? What was your view on that? So. 
so we spent quite a bit of time just looking at at Hadoop and its characteristics, and 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 don't forget that in 2010, 2011. Uh, Spark did not exist, right? So it was a lot of it was MapReduce, a lot of it was large-scale processing. Um, we had the luxury, uh, just just being on 101 here in in Silicon Valley, to to drive down and and chat to some of the uh, startup world and and talk to people like at LinkedIn, and we chatted with some of the admins there, and like, what are you guys doing? And we chatted with folks at 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 uh, Facebook at the time, and and various other people, and I think most have long moved on to other things, but. We were we were kind of looking at so what what do customers do with this right what does what what do the pioneers today really drive and do and we came to a again um, like with the BDA we decided that that packaging up and 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 turnkeying it was a good thing here we decided that there is no way uh, and and maybe this was wishful thinking or maybe it was just really smart there's no way sql or databases are going away right and and you saw that immediately at at hive being built and the features they were building into hive from a partitioning perspective and stuff like that it's like wow sql is really going to stick around and 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 we have a good sql engine so the decision or the, or the thoughts were like like if we can put them together like just 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 from a 10,000 foot glance at it, that, that smells like a, a good thing to do. And you always have to be uh, conscious that sometimes it's luck and sometimes it's it's smarts and sometimes it's a combo, right? But we we looked at it and thought like, you know what, we have a good SQL execution engine. If we can combine the two data tiers or or whatever you want to call it, there must be something in it, right? And and it felt like a natural extension to kind of go to to our customers, which of course have Oracle databases and say, hey, we, we, we see a market here where we could extend this data into all of this wonderful Hadoop stuff. Um, but obviously, you'd like to join it, connect it, move it, whatever you want to do. And and the connectors were really the first venture into, is this real, right? Is, is, is Do people actually do that? And um, it essentially evolved, while the connectors are still around in their original form, it essentially shaped and formed the thinking around Big Data SQL and the the much much deeper offloading integration into the platform, right? So, I think it was really the first venture um, in into connecting the two together. Mm, exactly, exactly. I mean, it, it's um, yeah, it's uh, having having worked in the world of, of, in my case, BigQuery a little bit recently, and and Hive before that, and so on. You, you when you go back to using an Oracle, something like the Oracle database or, or or any kind of, I suppose traditional relational database um, that is designed to kind of work with kind of, I don't know, I suppose with, with even things like update statements, insert statements mm-hmm. and, and reference integrity and, and, and things like that, you, you, you kind of, you get quite a bit more respect for it really in some respects. And, and um, certainly to your point earlier on, you know, databases aren't going to go away. Um, and I think there was an initial thought at the start with Hadoop, it's going to take over all this workload, but certainly certainly you know this kind of i suppose um uh i mean where, where, if you were talking to, if you were doing one of your um architecture talks now for example and a customer was saying to you my data architecture going forward where does hadoop go in there where does kind of relational databases go in what would you kind of say at the moment how would you kind of set that out for people where's the sweet spot i guess between the two things um like i actually if, if i were to draw it from scratch i would actually start to say um that all of your data originates or or goes into is probably a better word because it originates somewhere else right but it it goes into um let's put hdfs for now down there and and we'll 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 push all the flows go into hdfs first and foremost 
and I would promote them to the relational database based on usage patterns. Right. In other words, in other words, I think they complement each other. I think the database is still king in in performance with many concurrent users and 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 bizarrely complex SQL constructs coming out of BI tools. Right. That whole performance, complexity, concurrency stuff, the database is extremely good at. And and I think we've forgotten many of these things like cursor sharing, um, like like row level locking, all sorts of things like that, right? They're they're very material in large scale, thousands of users querying stuff. Um, all of that really comes to come comes to fruition there. So I think that's kind of what I would go with. I would do any of the brunt work. Like, why would you run ETL on your expensive, beautiful, shiny database? But it makes it makes no sense. Just brute force it on a Hadoop cluster. Um, and so that that's typically my architecture pitch is land stuff into Hadoop, let people query it. And I think you guys wrote a blog post at some point in time about the federation aspects, right? Where you say, hey, I just I just expose data in, in OBIE or your BI tool. The data comes from Hadoop. The SQL engine kind of globs it together and life is great. And you can be very agile. And then if people start to hit that data frequently, just lift it and move it into the database. Right, and all of a sudden you got this beautiful query engine and 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 working on that, but you also have the low cost, the, the versatility, the flexibility, the ease of kind of playing with different formats, massaging data of the Hadoop platform, and you have kind of a winner at that point in time. So yeah. I think that's what I would draw these days. So so let's kind of um move on a bit there, really. Obviously we've talked about the BDA and the connectors and so on, but that is, you know, in, in kind of I suppose internet terms, software terms a long time ago now. Um yep. everything now is cloud. Um so tell, tell us a bit about what Oracle's strategy is around I suppose kind of big data and data warehousing moving into the cloud. I mean what what's the I suppose what products have you got there at the moment and um what again, you know, who is this appealing to really and, and what are you trying to achieve with um this kind of work really at the moment? So there's a there's a spectrum of software um, that we developed on the on-prem stuff, like our graph stuff, our our, our spatial areas, and and our machine learning R things. Um, they are applicable across all of those. So let's 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 leave those aside for now. I think they're they're worth a whole podcast. But um, from a cloud perspective, we're we're doing two things. Um, on the one hand, we're taking our existing Cloudera infrastructure, like the BDA and, and, and kind of that footprint, and the level of control a customer has over their Hadoop cluster or their Spark cluster, and we actually take that into our cloud. And then we add all of the cloudy features to it. Right? On, a, on a BDA, you've bought the hardware, so bursting uh, is kind of hard because you don't have hardware. And so what we did in, in our cloud infrastructure is we, we abuse or use some of the cool networking on InfiniBand. And we've clustered many, many of these racks together on InfiniBand. And it enables us to randomly burst to any node in like our pods and, and have absolutely fabulous throughput. Right? And, and this was in lieu of, of, of to some extent, um, some of the networking stuff we wanted that is all being revamped and changed. But we have all of these capabilities of, of bursting and shrinking. Uh, we have a massive footprint. And, and what we were really trying to, to initially do with our big data cloud service um, is to kind of have a beautifully secure but fully controlled by you, the customer, Hadoop cluster up and running with the cloudy features. And then that's what we're, what we're basically running towards. So you have edge nodes. You have uh, bursting, like I said. You can... You can 
you have root access to the cluster, so you could install any of your wonderful latest Hadoop libraries or data science workbenches or whatever you want, essentially into your cluster. And so it's 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 to some extent a bit of a bridging one, right? Where where you you lift and shift these workloads and and you adhere to a very similar pattern um, to to what people saw and a similar control to what people seem to want of their Hadoop clusters. Um, going going forward, right? Yes. And 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 that's where this is. And and this is where where cloud becomes extremely interesting, right? Because if if you're living in an on-prem world and and you have to put the infrastructure down, it's extremely difficult to build up an object store, right? You have to have to scale the triple replication, the multi-site stuff. You have to solve all of those problems, and then you have to get the the scalability and and the cost of all of that calculated. And and I think that's where HDFS on-prem is still king. In cloud, um, I think object store is king, right? Because it's even cheaper. It's also dumber, but that's a different story. Um, but it's it's even cheaper. And and I think if you look at at uh, big data cloud service CE, it starts to look like things like EMR, and it starts to look like like some of that where you're you're really segregating compute from storage. I think that's the other path we're on. Is is how will that evolve? What do we do there? Uh, we chose to do a different distribution at that point as well. Uh, and again, there's another one of these. Where, where does this go, right? Are 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 distributions still relevant? Are they not? Are they? Uh, and 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 I think there's a big pivot going on, right? We had a big transition in the market. HDFS, yes, no. Uh, distribution, yes, no. Uh, security, yeah, probably. Right. All of these things <coughs> are are material. Uh, yeah, and, and and you mentioned. I mean, there's a few. There's a lot. In, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot you said there that, that I'd like to kind of go back to. Really, I mean. Um, so uh, that that was so. First of all, you mentioned there about the the, the BD. Right, first of all, you said old object store. So for anybody that doesn't know what you're talking about, what is object store, and, and why do you think that's interesting, and why is what, what part does that play in the conversation we're having here? So when we, when we talked about the architecture a bit a little earlier, right? <clears throat> I said, oh, I, I would land my data in in HDFS, and then upon needing to access it or or having sufficiently frequent access and high performance access, I would move to a database. <clears throat> and so that that's kind of like playing with, with cost and, and access. And object store, which is not really a file system, right? It deals in objects and it can store anything. It's kind of like blobs and clubs in a database. It's a bunch of bits or bytes and, and throw them in a bucket and and people have access to it. In, in no particular way or API or, or whatnot or nothing like SQL or whatever. And these things are are basically the bit bucket of the world now where it's my staging area, my whatnot. And I, I dump my documents there or whatever I do, and we all do this in, in, in Dropbox and whatever all these things are. And what Object Store is doing is, is enterprising essentially that where I load my data into a central, quote unquote, central place, and the cloud vendor under Object Store just goes off and 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 triple replicates this or or mirrors this or or makes sure that if one site goes down, my files are still there, right? And and that's what Object Store is, and the relevance of it is that it's cheap, yeah. and scalable, and and accessible. Okay. 
Okay, and you mentioned you mentioned distributions there. So, so you you and the thing I noticed, uh, I think it's Open World last year, um, Oracle. You know, it was obvious that the the distribution you're using on the the cloud, you know, big data compute edition was was HortonWorks, um, which which was interesting. And I, and, I, and I get there's reasons why you might do that and technical reasons and so on. But I suppose in a way, what's interesting is that the actual end services and the end product didn't really change as far as the the um, the user would be concerned, because as things go to the cloud, they become more abstracted and so on. There, I mean, you talked about distributions not being so important now yeah do you think that do you think that's going to be the case going forward well technically i was asking the question whether they're important right so i think they are i, don't, I mean it's int- i mean again i don't think they are so it's, i don't think they are so important now i think that individual parts of the stack like things like i don't know messaging for example might come from you know you've got obviously confluent you've got kafka and so on there but i, I, I don't, whether it's just um maybe my own world i work in now but these things were massively important. You know, what distribution you're using, whether it's MapR, whether it was kind of Cloudera, whether it's Hortonworks and so on. But now everything's services. And really what, what's powering those services under the covers is, is largely irrelevant, really. I mean, I don't know. That's, that's my opinion anyway. Well, I, I, think, I think you're, 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 you're onto an interesting threat there, right? Because it's and, – and I think the, the distinction and the definition we have to put in here is – if you expose an API to me, aka you're going to a to a managed service, right? As long as my as as long as the service you provide me solves my problem, I'm happy, right? And as long as your support is sufficient, life is great, right? So, so if and and I and by the way, I, I do think that um, the road in cloud is to far more managed services than unmanaged services. Um, and, and there it becomes less relevant unless there is truly distinguishing factors between system A and system B. And I think you see a, a shift there where, to your point, and I think I agree with you, um, where the distribution becomes potentially less less important. And I think that is the overall trend, right? I mean, unless there is very specific IP in a, in a component, they become interchangeable. Right, which is which is I think why and not not to do grandiose predictions here why I think Oracle Cloud will actually be one of the the cloud vendors going forward and that is partially because of the database infrastructure. Interesting. I mean, so, right. certainly and, for me that the shock. I mean, I, I came from I, about a year and a half ago. I came out of I suppose the consulting world and out of the out of the I suppose on-premise world with Hadoop and I was I just spend all my time you know um, fiddling around with kind of Hadoop Hadoop um, uh, installations and distributions and so on there. And you know, I went to work the place I'm working at now, and um, they've been through that. And and that managing their own infrastructure and managing their own distributions and on-premise stuff and HBase clusters and so on, it, it it scales to a certain extent, but beyond beyond mm-hmm. even another scale, it will is unmanageable. And and the thing that that struck me going into the, I suppose the large scale big data world is how it's all running in services now. And nobody now really in in who's actually using this stuff at scale. Uh, especially in the kind of software startup world, is is working with actual servers now, and it's all about serverless architectures and services and so on. And that's why I think that um, you know certainly the work you guys are doing with the with the Compute Edition Big Data Service is kind of very interesting. And uh, but it does mean it's I think people who who work with Hadoop now don't seem to realize, perhaps don't realize how much the of an impact the world of services and serverless will have on what we're doing now really i mean it's it's certainly quite a paradigm shift in how we think about things really well i i agree with you right and and it's it's by the way uh i, I don't think it's all rosy and wonderful right there, there's a whole bunch of 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 things i think need to be solved right and and um like i 
I, I think object store is, is amazing and will over time or rapidly um, replace like, like things like HDFS and, and, and many other storage points, but it, it doesn't have a great access control, right? It, it, it's, it's security paradigm is, is quote unquote, uh, you have, or you don't have access that that's kind of the, the granularity. And, and there I think is, is where, and then this is an opinion, right? It's at, I think in the foreseeable future, we will have a mix of, of serverless stuff running data in object store, whatever, and, and, and working with it. But I think we will have a, a period of anywhere between two and five years, maybe even longer, where we actually run both, where we do run dedicated infrastructure, where we where we do run uh, a specific distribution just because I certified my apps on it and and how do I get everything recertified and all of that. So I think there's a transition period where you do need to offer both. And, and I think that's coming back to what we started with. Right? That's, I think, one of the big differentiators we do bring to bear because we have both of these models in place and it enables a customer to start where they want and, and go to, right? And and keep in mind, right, if, if like like you were saying, you worked in, in like the, the startup areas mm. and mm. and everything's kind of nice, new and shiny. Yes. Because I don't have whatever 7,400 oh, core totally. banking systems lying around and whatever, <laughs> totally, right? So. Totally, And this is actually quite a nice to gear into, into, into the bit I want to talk to you about next, really, which is, I'm just, I'm just curious, that obviously there's been a profusion of different ways to solve I suppose distributed compute and query in the cloud over the last couple of years, and as we talk about, I mentioned things like BigQuery, and we've talked about, um, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of I suppose different takes on 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 serverless, um, I suppose data warehousing, big data in the cloud. Um, but I, I'm kind of curious to get your personal take on some of these technologies and some of the ways they're solving this problem, really. Um, and obviously, I think one of the things is probably sort of fair to guess is that Oracle might announce some stuff in the future around this, but nothing's announced yet. And this is really kind of, I suppose, I'm, I'm interested in your opinion in some of the different solutions to where this technology can go in the future. And, and something I've, I've always been kind of curious to know about is, is you know, BigQuery, Google BigQuery, and, and Amazon Athena. So those kind of very canonical takes on serverless um you know query in the cloud and that sort of thing what, what's your view on that and, and where does that work well and where does that kind of like you know run out of steam and that sort of thing like, First of like all. i think it i think it makes perfect sense right i mean it's it's mm. it's if if i have a question and i i need to ask that question kind of now when i i i don't want to buy anything i just want to run my thing right it, it i think the architecture makes perfect sense um the thing I think where it's going to run out of steam, or or and and this is a this is sometimes maybe ignorance, but as as long as you can't guarantee SLAs, it, it becomes a little hard to make like to to depend on some of these things, right? If um, and I think a, a big requirement of 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 a whole bunch of BI and analytic queries is it has to finish in a predictable time, and I think one of the things we learned in the Exadata days and the data warehousing is like. Uh, it's really nice that it runs really fast now in like three seconds and in like five minutes tomorrow. Customers hate that, right? They hate the fact that um, this this query I need to know now, right, needs to run in three seconds because it did so yesterday. And I think there you're going to run into issues because how do you guarantee, in air quotes, right, we can't see it in a podcast, yeah, podcast yeah. but uh, how do you guarantee SLAs on on serverless? And I think that's where some of that, it's potentially I agree. not completely like the right thing to go. I, I agree. I mean, I actually, at the moment, I'm, I'm product managing a product that runs on uh, BigQuery, and it is actually an analytic service we provide to customers. And uh, it's, 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 you know, we can, I mean, it's querying, you know, famously, it's querying kind of petabytes of data, and we can go from 
that you get a very good response time is that but they're never entirely consistent and the mm -hmm. interesting thing is that last almost the last the last part of the query, you know, getting, getting a query down from say thirty seconds down to consistent five seconds, is is not, I suppose, the kind of the the, the space those things work in. And um, another thing, is, another thing that's interesting with those with those products is when you pull a data warehouse workload to, to those to those environments. So first of all, there's a whole kind of like question around data modeling. You know, do you go do you, do you pull the same sort of normalized structure? Into those, the answer is no, obviously, because they're not going to work very well. Yeah, I was going to go. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but you know, and, and um, but also, how do you handle some of the things like I don't know, slow change of dimensions, and some of the things that we mm -hmm. we take for granted in the kind of the analytics world are not possible in there really. And I think that you know, when you look at something like BigQuery or Athena, you look at them and you think that that's it, it's game over. You know, you can do everything you used to do in Oracle in this or Kudu or stuff like that. But but actually, you know, it's when you come to do it and you realise the kind of the the, the the full the full part of the solution is not possible. And I don't know. I mean, again, I think to you, to really appreciate things like the Oracle database, you need to yeah. kind of work away from it for a while sometimes. I, I think it is, and and I, I like I think like like we're, we're talking about this right, and it's it's a little bit like like the the, the stuff we talked about earlier. Like ah, we have a database and we have this Hadoop. Oh, this Hadoop thing's going to kill this other thing. And and I think what we're what what we've learned there, or at least I hope people learned, is that it's it's like like don't try to to shoehorn everything into one thing, right? Within reason, uh, you want to simplify your architecture, right? Obviously, if everybody got to choose, I have one thing that I manage and maintain, and life is great, right? But but you see these characteristics come up, and and I think somebody at some point in time at TDWI said, I think um, somebody from Facebook said, so like. Don't like like don't worry about like and or right. It's not it's not about or. It's not like this thing or that thing. Just just if you have a set of workloads or a set of problems, and they get really well solved in BigQuery, Athena, or whatnot, just go use it, right? But 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 don't kind of assume that because it's called because it runs some SQL. Yes. Don't assume it can run everything and and does everything and is exactly right for everything you want to do, right? So I think mm. I think that's the thing we need to kind of stop doing. Because I know, I know. I think I think those of us those of us and probably all of us in this in this camp that are tech enthusiasts, we tend to sort of look at something and see the potential and think this is going to be revolutionary. But but you know that that is a mistake to try and sh to try and get this new thing to do everything the old one used to do. And and to try and think, I suppose that it's going to replace everything. You know, you still got um, you still you will still have. Um, database servers around the future i guess the kind of the issue is around cost of those sort of things really but um mm -hmm. but certainly another take on this is is snowflake db i mean i'm curious i, mean, I know obviously the people people the people behind that are x oracle and so on that that's yep. always been an interesting product from my perspective um in that it kind of obviously it has the elasticity of um of some of the things we used to kind of running in the cloud but it's it seems quite oracle like in the way it works. I mean, what's your what's your view on on on, on Snowflake and and this is maybe a, I'm very very clear as a personal view. You know, what's your view on what they've done and the problem they're solving and and so on? Um, I I think it like first and foremost, yes, the guys who who built it, right? We know fairly well. I know, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it strikes me as an interesting one to reproduce it, the things about Oracle in, in the cloud like that. I don't know. It, it it kind of is right. I mean, I, and I I think the thing it proves. Let's let's ignore the, the technical implementation for a mm. second, because uh, these guys are smart. They know how to build databases, and and I'm sure the thing works really well, yeah. right? I I think the interesting thing of it is um, is hey, while everybody's on the Hadoop and Kafka and 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 yeah. whatever bandwagon, they went somewhat far more traditional and said like, you know what, yeah. we're just going to build a, an analytics database engine. Mm. That just leverages cloud, right? So here you see, 
I think a good a, a good way of of saying uh, cloud gives me so many benefits. Yeah. If I could only architect to it, right? And it's kind of what you were mm. saying. Uh, uh, hey, this BigQuery thing is really cool, but I do have to redo my modeling. And these guys yes. said, like, hey, this cloud thing is really cool, and I can yes. do X, Y, and Z, and that makes my data warehouse solution really interesting, right? And and they're not the only ones who figured that one out because I think um, I'll, I'll do my open world pitch here. Yeah, I think you'll hear a whole mm. bunch of it in terms of data warehousing, managed service, stuff like that from Oracle at Open World because I think mm. that's the that that's where where databases are going. Um, managed services uh, in cloud get away from tuning things, right? Get away from Mm. Um, I, I need to have an army of, of, of consulting or an army of specialists or very smart people that are going to tweak the parameters and make this work, right? The, the system needs to take over that role. And I think that's where AI, ML, wonderful buzzwords are really going to drive the way we're going to deploy services. Yeah, I think I Snowflake is, is one one take on that, right? Yeah, Snowflake's an interesting one. In that, I, I talk with you know, Kent Graziano a fair bit, and, and I've always been a bit of a skeptic on, on Snowflake, although I know a few people there and, and, and respect what they're doing. And but Snowflake, I think, is a little bit like SQL in that I've had to eat my words a little bit over the kind of <laughs> over the last year a little bit with uh, with, with these. In that, um, first of all, it's, it struck me. Um, people like you a while ago were saying, you know, SQL is the language of big data, and I used to scoff at you from the audience. And uh, and, and actually, the, and, and actually, uh, the more the more that I work with this stuff, the more that I kind of end up agreeing with you. But also, I was I was kind of questioning why Snowflake built things like I don't know referential integrity into into their engine, and and why bother to support things like updates if all your workload is 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 kind of. Um, is, is a kind of query workload but but then you realize well how do i update dimensions how do i update kind of reference data and and, and it's i've got graduate you know more respect now for, for for snowflake and i think it's um i'd be interested to see you know if and when oracle announced something you know whether it's along these kind of lines and and but you're right though that that actually sometimes we sort of we, we try and sort of you know we try and sort of innovate so hard and we launch something that maybe is ahead of the market but actually Putting the quality, putting the kind of the features of an Oracle database or relational database with the elasticity of, of the cloud is is a winner, isn't it? Some in some respects. Yeah, and and I think what you were saying, right? I mean, we we look at this and say like, oh, uh, who needs updates? But yeah. but I think <laughs> I, I think the thing I learned in 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 financial data warehousing is uh, people do restate things, right? They they yeah. get transactions and then they turn out to be not the actual transaction mm. that truly happens. So they have to restate. So mm. if you want to go to Hadoop and restate this, it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> not so much fun. <laughs> yeah. So what about things like Impala and Presto and so on? I mean, there's obviously a lot of products out there that, that have gone to the MPP kind of route. I mean, are they, do you think there's something that is a bit of a kind of a, I suppose, a, a, an evolutionary sort of dead end? Or, or, or what was your view on, you know, taking Parler, for example, and Presto, what was your thoughts on those? I think at the end of the day, it is a little bit of a of a, of a dead end because they're all, mm. at the end of the day, SQL engines. And mm. and and he, he or she who can run the most complex SQL in the most concurrent manner wins. So, mm. so I don't think the game is is, oh, I can write a SQL engine or, mm. oh, I can run queries, right? The game mm. is the full-on complexity of of a of a real BI workload. Now, that doesn't mean that they're not useful or good products, right? Mm. It, it simply means that if you want to play in this area, yeah. and, and by the way, this is, I think, where scale really matters. Um, if you want to play in this area, you better deal with 
what people think a database is and does. Yeah. Um, and, and while they forget very quickly, the moment you can't do something, you go like, oh, okay, that's why I had one of these things. Mm. Um, the scale is interesting. And, and if like, like customers ask me like, but, but so you're basically telling me I should never use like Impala or I should never use this. And it's like, no, right. Mm. There is a lot of questions and queries that can be answered by, for example, running Impala on our, on our BDA, for example, mm. you don't always have to go to Oracle, right? But if you want to run BI dashboards at scale and concurrency, you probably want to run Oracle. Uh, but if you want to have data discovery and you want to hack about some stuff, mm. why, why wouldn't you use Impala, right? Why, why? No. it's like, again, it's like, it's just combine them and use them where they really make sense. But I, I do think that um, at scale, large enterprise deployments, um, the, the SQL engine is, is to some extent more important than, than anything else. So, is that, so taking a sort of a, a look forward to the future, I mean, something, again, something that struck me as I as I moved into uh, to work in my case actually more with Google Cloud recently w was was that uh, when I when I came across uh, BigQuery and I realised that it had the characteristics of a uh, of a big data system in that it obviously it scaled very kind of what you know very horizontally and it and, and all this kind of stuff, but it had the kind of also the characteristics of a of a SQL engine and it kind of struck me at the time that as data warehouse workloads as big data workloads moved into the cloud you know in in a way the technology that underpins it is going to become less relevant you know it's going to become distributed compute and storage mm -hmm. SQL mm -hmm. on the top and so on i mean do you think it, you know in a way do you think kind of you know our the next generations of me and you really kind of you know working on this technology will we'll not really have this distinction of kind of data warehouses relational databases big data and so on it'll just be one big query service running in the cloud and and actually the mechanics of it and how it works in the end is less relevant. It'll just be a service. I mean, do you, do you think that's the way it's kind of going? I mean, that's that's been I, my view. I think so. Yeah. But I, I and I should actually add that I hope so, right? Because because at the end of the day, uh, I I really don't know how a network works, right? I don't know why I'm talking to you over Skype and how that really gets routed and works. And why would I care, right? And and I think and and I think this is what we internally look at as well is is. I, I just want to ask a question and can you just give me an answer please? And, 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 and that's a very simple thing to say, right? And, and, and that's where I think BigQuery and Athena and, and whatever kind of plays really well. But the, the next level down is I would like to ask any question. And by the way, my SLA is four seconds. And by the way, my, this is that. So I think it's the combo of this whole serverless scale out architecture, infrastructure, whatnot. And then the, the, the somehow guaranteeing me for a class of workloads SLAs. For some, I don't want to pay that money to you, so just run them whenever you can. Right? And I think that whole gamification and that whole kind of cost-based, uh, which I don't mean cost-based optimizer, but, but you know, to some extent I do, I guess, um, cost-based optimization of queries, SLAs, and, and, and data positioning, I think that is where it is going. And, and I, I, while I'm a big subscriber to SQL as the language, I, I do think people want to ask graph questions without completely and fully understanding what that really does, right? And like, like nobody argues why certain links are at the top of the Google pages. There, there's an algorithm that does it, and it's probably reasonably good, right? And and so I think the we're going to dumb down. Um, it's a bad word to use, dumbing down, but the consumption of it is going to be so much simpler, and the the skills required to manage, maintain, set up, uh, all of that is, is going to be far less. 
So, how, so I mean, in the market going forward, we've we, you know, let's imagine we were talking about kind of um, how, how how is Oracle going to differentiate itself really from say sort of Google and Amazon and so on in this space? I mean, we talked about we talked a moment ago about um, it, it just becoming services and so on. You took you, know, you mentioned about SLAs and so on there, but I suppose what what's the kind of angle that you guys are going to have going forward to convince? Um, an organization to use you rather than to use say Google Cloud or something you know what, what's the particular Oracle kind of like angle or market you're aiming at really here I mean we talked about enterprises earlier on but everyone wants to sell to enterprises you know wh- where do you think Oracle have a particular kind of um, strength here really so I think it's actually the um, and like you're a product manager these days as well so you know all the wonderful like comprehensive and like all of these these beautiful like oh we have it all words but I I, I do think there is kind of like um, a big leg up Oracle has in this, which is um, one, we, we are one of the few who do IaaS, PaaS, and uh, as well as SaaS, right? And so the integration of it and, and potentially the ease of, of going between these, let's call them services, right, is, is going to go forward is going to be a very, very big plus to Oracle. Um, Oracle Data Cloud is the other one, right, where we have whatever five, yeah, so five five billion whatever households and and whatnot. So Oracle invested um, on an on the acquisition side a lot of money in building up this whole data cloud initiative, and it is essentially he who has the most most data or she who has the most data um, who is most attractive to have your data come to our cloud, because if you put custom information in in our cloud and you can now mash it up with um, a pile of five billion other customer records that we could use to enrich, augment, refine, and doing all of that, right? That will tremendously drive the value of your data and your data in our cloud. And I think Google, Amazon, and various other, uh, and I'm not the expert on this, but actually use all of this, right? They use the data in Oracle Cloud to augment their stuff. And I think that's going to really drive um, some of the some of the the, the macro decisions okay. as to which one of these clouds do I pick. Well, what about the next generation of developers? I mean, one of the, one of the kind of gripes I've had with, with kind of Oracle Big Data and the cloud and so on is it's so hard to get hold of, uh, of, of access. You know, I mean, you and I have discussed this in the past where, where yep. you know, I mean, because I know people, I know you and so on, I've always been able to get access. But, but I, I suppose one of the kind of the, 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 one of the kind of side effects of Oracle selling just to kind of enterprises and, and not to the kind of startup market and so on is, is that it's actually quite hard for somebody on the spur of the moment to go and pick up you know, their the laptop and, and get access to Oracle Big Data running in the cloud. I mean, I know part of this will be down to capacity and, and so on, but are there initiatives mm. going on to make that a bit easier, to try and ner- seed the market a little bit and nurture the next round of developers, really, in this area? So I, I think very much so, right? And It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare for me. Yeah, <laughs> for me, no, yeah. I'm, I'm with you, right? I mean, it's it's um, keep in mind that transition is not an easy thing to do. Um, Right, and and I think what you start to see, and 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 I'm I'm sure if you would have, like like we were looking at at this whole BDA thing in 2010, and this Hadoop thing scratching our head, I'm sure if you would have gone to Amazon Cloud in 2010 or whatever, you'd go like, huh, <laughs> right? I mean, there is this, like there is a, a set of years invested in 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 certain vendors' infrastructure, and. Uh, we're investing and in catching up quickly. It, it has a downside, right? We ha- still have to some extent. Um, we we know how to deal with complex contracts and we know how to deal with, with very large procurement departments and, and we can do all of that. 
makes it a little harder to deal with the other side of the coin, right? And I think other companies are transferring the other way. So it's it both are are kind of complicated, but we're we're hard at work to flip this company around, right? And and um, really getting to the point where uh, you should just go to cloud.oracle.com and you should get your your IaaS server and and off you go, right? And and keep in mind that um, coming slightly later to the party does mean you can kind of scout out what are the the cool groups to hang out with and kind of what are the what are the things that we've learned from the other implementations and so we can implement some of that and I think you'll see a lot of that come to fruition in the next gen infrastructure IaaS stuff because that stuff is really cool exactly so, 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 so we're getting there I think and, yeah, and I think so I think so I mean certainly for me it was it was a kind of comedy thing where I tried to get I tried to sign up for the uh, the elastic cloud service and, and I think I think I, I think I was the only I think I was the first person ever who wasn't a part of a company to actually kind of put you know, literally swipe a credit <laughs> card and try and sign up for it and I, it, it all went through and, and uh, everyone just looked at it didn't know what to do with it really and um, but uh, yeah it's early days I, I know and I think it's um, but but certainly I suppose it, it would be um, for me personally it's been quite hard to keep up with with kind of um, developing on the Oracle uh, big data cloud platform because it has been so hard to get hold of the software and, and, and so on really and mm-hmm. yeah it it would you know it, i suppose that is something that's quite important really going forward and uh i mean the other the other i mean yeah so so you've got obviously there's open world coming up soon and um you're going to be obviously there and, and presenting and doing keynotes and stuff and that sort of thing i mean obviously you're limiting what you can talk about but but give us a flavor of some of the things that you'll be um you'll be speaking about and some of the things to look out for really um from your area at open world in a few weeks time Okay. Um, so let's just start with the one that we alluded to a little bit, and I'll, I'll, I'll say like four words about it. But right, data warehousing, managed service, cloud, um, those three words uh, are, are probably going to be um, prominently present in, in many things uh, from, what, from what I can tell right now, right? And, and um, I think you'll see a bunch of, of, of announcements and, and things around that. And, and so it's really a an exciting, I think, opportunity, but it's also an exciting topic that, that will will come out of open world. Um, go to a little like like lower grain or, or lower granularity topics. Um, some of the stuff we're we're really trying to do is is kind of what you were saying. Like, how do you get the next generation developers like like working on stuff? So one of the things we're 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 really trying to figure out, and we we keep on going back to like how do I make it simpler for somebody to use something without necessarily having gone to like data science school, right? So one of the things that that certainly my session will be about is is how do I have data in my object store or let just just a place? How do I get that into my Hadoop cluster? How do I get a notebook running on it? How do I make hive definitions on top of that? This must be simple, right? And and I think. We spend a lot of time over the past three to four months to really make that workflow like blindingly simple. Right mouse click, right mouse click, right mouse click, and off you go. Right? If you if you want to load large data sets or you want to take a training data set of, of multiple terabytes out of object store into HDFS, but you don't really want to write a Spark job or you really actually don't want to go to ODI and click all of this together and load it. Right? I just want to go, dude, put this thing in my HDFS and move on. And so we, we spend a lot of time building like better mousetraps to some extent, right? Getting this stuff out of that and, and, and driving it into that. Um, so that's some of the stuff we're looking at. We're looking at cloud machine and, and, and what that really is going to drive into the market and how we think we can scale 
uh, on premise in a cloud model. And then the last one, which is is kind of really um, uh, a kind of next gen solution thought idea we have that we're been working on pretty hard is is how can we make files much more secure? Um, and how can we have SQL access to that kind of have baked in security? And I'm, I'm going to be somewhat vague about this, but but at, at the end of the day, what we're trying to figure out is if I go to object stores and I, I, I can't implement a fine-grained security mechanism, somehow I need to be able to, to define roles, regulation, roles and, and responsibilities and, and the file itself somehow needs to encapsulate that. And so if I interrogate a file, I should potentially get a different answer than Mark interrogating that exact same file on the exact same system. And we've, we've, we've dubbed it an enterprise parquet as, as the working title. And it actually does run in parquet. Um, and, and that is something where we uh, think there is a, 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 an interesting future on, on making files far more secure and more versatile and more... Um, from a data government's perspective, I don't want to create a source file, parquet schema one, parquet schema two, ORC schema three. Like, can we condense this all into a single file? And that's something that we'll be talking about at Open World in, in like a small corner of one of the sessions and, and just chat about. But I think Excellent. it has huge potential. Excellent. Well, it's great. Well, it's been great to speak to you, JP. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, certainly, I've, you know, it's been must be about seventeen. Years, quite about seventeen years now since I've known you back from the days of uh, OWB and, and ATI yep. and that sort of thing. And you've been, uh, you've been kind of proved right over the years and that sort of thing. So it's been, it's been, uh, it's been, it's been interesting, sort of like hearing from you and getting advice from you and that sort of thing. And particularly, you know, you, you must have seen. You've obviously seen a lot over the years in in terms of technology and so on. But so a lot of things, you know, th I guess. For, for me, the, the themes out of this kind of conversation and the themes, I suppose, from what I've been looking at is how, you know, tabular storage, how SQL, how how those sort of things are, are, are eternally important. And I suppose also how new technologies that come along just, just don't replace the other one, really. You know, there, there would be a need for different ones there. Um, you know, you'd have a need for the database, need for kind of Hadoop and that sort of thing there. And, and yeah, trying to sort of shoehorn everything into the same thing is, 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 is crazy. Um, mm -hmm. But also keep an open mind, really. I mean, I think you're a good example of someone who has kept an open mind over the years. You've gone from, you know, gone from sort of very much client server kind of ETL tools and so on through to this. And, uh, and that's why it's all fun, really, isn't it? I think it's it's why I particularly enjoy working in this industry in that, you know, yeah. every year things change. You know, the, the knowledge you've built up can be can be useful. And it's certainly, you know, I think we can, you can bet how old you are, but, you know, the age I am as well, you know, you, the, the knowledge you've built up is useful, but also it's all exciting as well. So, uh, I mean, it's been great to speak to you, really. Yeah, it was fun to be here, and uh, uh, you did make me feel a little old at the end of there, but it's, uh, it's uh, <laughs> I guess that's what it is. <laughs> no, it's great. I mean, it's, it's uh, but I think we, you know we're still relevant, which is the which is the key yeah, thing, really. So um, yeah, it's been great. Well, look, I hope hope Open World goes well, and it's been really good to speak to you. And uh, Stuart Bryson says hello as well. So uh, sounds he, good. He, he, before we see you Open World, I won't be there, but it's um, yeah, it's been great to speak to you. And um, take care, and uh, speak soon. Yep. Thanks, Mark.